you want to have Mark bring us in since you've done it the last few times? Yeah, that's that works for me. Okay. All right, cool. But I, I'm going to warn you. I might put my own twist on it. Oh, be careful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, look, I I can't promise I'll tread lightly here. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I want... I hope Doug already is like including all of this already. Like the show's already <laughs> <That's> probably, started. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right before the music hits. Yo guys, welcome to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Mark Choi, and I'm here today with Doug Coleman and Brendan McCullough. Say hi, guys. Hi. How are you I, doing, Mark? I feel I'm like good. That, I feel like that whole time you had your hat on backwards and you're sitting like backwards on the chair, like where your legs are in the front. Like <laughs> I'm swirling a glass of red wine. I was thinking like the backwards cap, like Steve Buscemi trying to fit in with high schoolers, like, hey kids, I'm hip. That's right. Oh, yeah. He's carrying the skateboard. <laughs> Hello, fellow children. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. How are, what have you guys been playing? Oh, God. I fell into the trap I knew was going to happen. I'm like, I don't want to buy Overwatch right away because I know all I'll do is play Overwatch. This is... I, didn't you already start an episode like this? Never mind. Probably. Sorry. But I played a lot of Overwatch. And then I was thinking, I'm like, all right, let me take a break from Overwatch. And I finally tried out that chronicles runescape legends card game that we were talking about in a few episodes oh back. yeah i've seen you playing that i got like 20 hours in that Damn. <laughs> and oh then today gosh, dude and then today i bought uh shell shock live which is if anyone remembers is essentially pocket tanks like you're just like two to like eight tanks and you just shoot at each other with crazy different weapons like worms and you know one of those types of games i'm just there's so many games i'm just like just fill this void i like was hoping to fill, I guess, with Isaac. So where I'm just like, I can just play a quick round, and next thing I know, I'm playing for like five hours. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, Overwatch is... I, that's another game I've been playing, but it's not as easy to jump in and out as I had expected. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can play for like 20 or 30 minutes, but um, it usually doesn't work out like that. <laughs> it's. I think it's a lot easier when you play like every character. Like I, I main a few characters, but I have time in every single character whereas i know the number one junkrat player in the world is named junkrat and he has 40 minutes in genji i think like th- four minutes in zenyatta and then has 190 hours in just junkrat <laughs> so oh, good like for him yeah i guess i mean he's the number one junkrat player in the world so it worked true to his name but if you only play one character I can see how it can be more difficult, like to just jump in, because it's like, oh, I only play Widowmaker. It's like, well, everyone only plays Widowmaker, and no team needs five Widowmakers on offense. But God knows, I played with those teams, and they're terrible. We should all go Mercy one one round. Uh, we'll I, see how that works out for us. It would just be us reviving each other and then immediately dying. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine tell me <laughs> someone was yelling at him while he's on his team. He was playing Lucio, and everyone died. And the guy yelling at him was like, you idiot, Lucio, why didn't you revive everybody? And the guy yelling that was level, like, 190. The guy's an idiot. Uh, there's so many, like, 
bad players on Overwatch because it's so popular, but it's such a great game. Yeah, I was considering it. I was like thinking to myself, if I were to drop 60 bones and get one of these fresh as fuck games, like what are my options? We got Overwatch, we got Doom and Mirror's Edge Catalyst. And I actually tweeted out to people to see like, what do you guys think? Um, I think the, the winning, uh, the winning game on that poll was Overwatch though. And I don't know, you guys own it. So I would, I would say it's easily the most understanding for me. Mostly I have no interest in Doom and Mirror's Edge. It just kind of seems like the same stuff from the first one, just rehashed. So there's yeah, just a little prettier and minus guns, which I'm like, ugh. Yeah, and if it's the same length as the first one, don't pay sixty bucks for that, man. That's a five hour game for you. That's that's well, not sixty dollars worth of content. <laughs> no, exactly. And it kind of ties into what we were talking about with uh, Chuck Carter. Go back and listen to that interview. It's fantastic. But I hear people say that with the open sandbox world of Mirrors at Catalyst. It's kind of like a seven hour game or something, and it's just a huge open world with a bunch of busy work to do, like keep you entertained. So there's just like fluff in there to keep it like 20 hours instead of the seven of actual story. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. So yeah. I, from what I've heard, it's not a bad game, but I don't, from what I hear, it's not worth 60. Uh, Doom apparently is, if that's what you want. Um, like a shooter, just, you know, gory as all hell and over the top, ridiculous. Overwatch, I would definitely say it's worth it, mostly because for PC you can get it for forty, but I know you'll probably get it for PS4. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but I hear they're still working. Like since I called it from the beginning, since they had so much beta testing in PC, it's a lot more fine tuned than console is. So you might like if you're playing a character and he's way overpowered, or like the controls don't feel quite right yet with one of the characters, it's probably because it's console versus PC. That makes sense. Yeah, one of the guy, one of the guys that Brandon and I have been playing with. We've been like, dude, stop using a controller. It's not helping you. And no. then he just gets daddied every round. <laughs> and then and then he was like, fine, I'm switching to mouse and keyboard. And he hasn't looked back. It's just... And, and it's gotten to the point where I actually think they're adding keyboard and mouse support for Xbox and PS4. <laughs> so Holy they, shit. They announced yeah. that at E3 that some games will be able to compat- uh, be capable with it. Yeah, it's just because it's the level of competitiveness is just not as it's just not there with a with a controller as much control don't get me wrong controllers are comfortable as as anything but in terms of competitive play you just don't get the responsiveness as you do with a mouse it's so much quicker that makes sense but i wish uh in like in a dreamer's world i wish there was the controller that was that responsive that would be a dream come true (laughs) uh someday but speaking to the competitive nature of overwatch they actually just released a patch in a uh you know reinstituting competitive mode and I I only played a few rounds of it, but it seems like instead of just going match to match to match, it's just that single round, and then you're booted off that team again, like, so you can start again. And there's, like, a whole point system just for competitive. I think some, some of the characters are, like, nerfed or, like, buffed in competitive versus, like, regular free play. Um, it's interesting. I still think they have stuff to work out. People are, since it's competitive, it just gives people an excuse to bitch even more. So people are complaining every single match. But... Uh, one of my biggest problems with it, and it makes sense being competitive, but if a teammate leaves, they're not replaced like they are in free play. So we were doing offensive, and it was 6v6, we won. Then when we went on defense, one of our guys left. So Ooh. it was 5v6 the whole match, because they don't get replaced. And it sucked, but we still won, because we were sick. Yeah! <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so all the guys were like, oh, we should start like a professional team. It's like, dude, chill. 
we won like one match. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. But there was uh, that reminds me of this guy I went we Brian and I went to high school with. Every time he like got into something, he would try and start a team for it. <laughs> like any game. And then so like he started a Halo 3 team because he was actually really, really good at Halo 3. He was like very competitive. And then he started playing that shooter, the Shadow Run shooter that was on Xbox oh, 360. Yeah. And he actually was the number one ranked team in the entire world on game battles. <laughs> and then shit. I guess it got, went to his head because then he watched the movie 21 and he oh, tried God. starting a blackjack team. <laughs> he That's was like, right. yeah, he was like, guys, learn how to count cards. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> God That's, damn it. It's like counting cards isn't illegal, but you'll still get your kneecaps broken off in a casino for doing it. And he was 15. He can't go gamble. <laughs> anyway, God damn it. I'll, I'll get uh, off that topic. <laughs> uh, while we're still on Overwatch, like just so we can knock it all out at once, um, there's actually apparently a real-life diva. So for anyone who doesn't know who diva is in the game, she's a little Korean girl who's a professional streamer, I think 17, and fights in a mech suit. And she's uh, so good at, you know, first-person shooters and games and stuff. She can control a mech, and she's amazing at it. And I don't know where this girl's from. She's Asian, like, but I'm not sure if it's like China, Japan, Korea. I'm not sure where. But she's well, like, the diva from Overwatch is Korean. In, in Overwatch, she is. But this person is an actual player, and she's I think 17 or 16. Like she's a teenager, and number eight ranked in the world for Overwatch. Dude, that's so cool. And people were like yelling at her and like trashing her and attacking her and be like, she's using an aimbot. There's no way she's this precise. It's bullcrap. Like. And there's a bunch of like professional gamers who are like, if she's actually like, you know, playing for real and not cheating somehow or using an aimbot, I'll quit my team. And like a few guys said that. And like <laughs> another guy said, like, if she's not using an aimbot, like I'll come at her with a knife or something. Something weird. Like it got really hostile really quick because <laughs> yeah, how that, angry people were. That doesn't and, prove anything. No. <laughs> That's just murder. Yeah. No, yeah. It's really weird. But then she did it. She streamed her playing, like, where you could see the monitor while she played it, like, and her hands at the same time. And she was legit. She was not cheating in any way. And she's just that good. And uh, despite how hostile they were, they owned up to everything. The two guys who said they'd quit their team did. They ended up quitting their professional gaming teams. And then the one guy uh, who was, like, super hostile apologized for it and, like, you know, regretted what he said and stuff. But it was just really weird. Like, it was you know, nice that they were held accountable and they, you know, followed through with it. But it was really weird how angry they got of, like, no way this, like, little girl is this good and, like, beating all of us. It's like, well, she is. So, yeah, there so you suck go. It. But, no, you know what this reminds me of? And this is something I wasn't sure if I'd bring up on the show or not, but I might as well. Uh, we ended up interviewing the Fall of Troy in the past. They had, like, they were posting about their latest tour or something, and they had some, like, asshole fan just be like, until you guys play a show in Western Canada, I could care less. Go fuck yourself. And I'm like, whoa, dude. And I was like, who who says that? And then literally the band responded to them being like, oh, like, we've played there a bunch of times. Sorry we couldn't make it out this time around. If you, like, road trip to one of our shows, we'll put you on a guest list for driving out hope to see you soon and it's like way to handle that situation like so maturely and well done and like the dude literally later says like wow now i feel like a jerk i take it back i care i care and it's just like people are retarded i don't know people just <laughs> want attention like they're just trolls who are just saying the most inflammatory things they can to get attention just like a little kid will throw a temper tantrum and then once they actually get attention they're not realizing they're actual people on the other side of these accounts like i the guy probably didn't think the actual fall of troy band manage their facebook 
So when they do respond, he's like, oh, wow, I didn't think you would actually respond. He's like, well, then why just say that? Exactly. If you think they respond, don't post anything. And it, yeah. You know, it's just the internet being childish. But yeah, kudos to them for how well they handled it. They're the shit. What a yeah. like solid band and what an awesome thing to do. Okay. They could have just been like any other band and said, fuck yourself and not even replied. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, how about you, Doug? What games have you been playing? Oh, uh, man. So I've actually been playing some interesting shit, and I really need Mark's opinion on this one, as as if if you've heard this or not. Um, yeah, so the reason I bring it up, it was, there was a PSN sale going on, and this game list price was like 50 bucks. I'm like, oh, Jesus. But the sale, it was like 10 So I'm like, all right, I must be getting a killer deal. What's this game? And it's called Mega Dimension Neptunia seven and i think that's seven but i've also heard people say it's v2 because oh i have that game on steam yeah wait are, are you positive you, wait there's like there's no, no, seven different yet. versions of like yeah i was gonna say that one's that one's coming out to, on pc on july 5th of this year i actually just read an article about oh, it oh so oops. But, hold on let me yeah. see which one i actually do have while you keep talking okay i'd have five or like v i or something there's a lot of them Okay. And that's what I mean. Why is it called V2? It's like Victory 2 instead. But it's like the Roman numeral 7. I don't know. So I'm just going to call it Mega Dimension Neptunia 7. Regardless, this game, to me, it looked like an interesting anime RPG. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't played one of those in a long-ass time. I'm really... I, I, it looks fresh. It looks good graphics. The dungeons look fun to dive into. And all like the, the battling and everything. I'm like... Sure, there's like anime people where I'm gonna have to read a lot of shit, but it's something new. I'll get used to it. I nice. dive into this game, and I at first I was like, yeah, kind of charmed by like the, how different it was. But after, and I had actually streamed it for like a night or two, and holy shit, like, do I regret getting this game? <laughs> um, so like, it sucks because like I wanted to enjoy it so bad, and the thing is, there is just way too much just text and like reading, and like the worst thing about it was like I wanted like a wholesome like interesting story but well, what drew me in was the fact that oh your characters are cpus in this world called game industry and they actually get sucked into a gaming console and like all this weird shit so i'm like all right already i'm interested i want to like discover what's going on in this mega wait, dimension or whatever the fuck wait the world is called game industry it's literally called game industry spelled oh wow <laughs> yeah spelled weird they're um, running dry on that creative juice yeah it was <laughs> kind of strange but like that's what i mean i'm like ah let's see what's going on with this uh, and it, long story short, uh, the, it's just a bunch of chicks, like literally no guys to be seen. And, uh, they're all just like super flirtatious and like g- trapped in this new world and they meet this new character. And after like, you do like all this stuff, like of tutorials, not to mention, oh my God, there, it's so convoluted with like the inventory system and all these different things that it's like, oh, and then you combine all this shit. Like it's actually a fuckload to like digest when you're first starting a game. I was like, holy fuck. So then once you get used to that and you uh, do your first dungeon diving and like start figuring shit out, you, I don't even know if you have to beat a boss or anything. These girls are like, wow, that was such a, a tough dungeon we need to take a shower and cool off or something. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Are we really going there? <laughs> and no, it was no, it was no joke. They really went there. Like all three girl characters are naked on screen, except their, their nipples are bright, like shining, like Lens flare. bright. Yeah. Flare. Cause they didn't want to show nipples, but they'll show their ass all day or whatever. And it's just <laughs> like, I was just confused and I'm like, what? I was just playing a, an, an interesting RPG and now all of a sudden it's like anime porn and I'm not into that at all. Personally, um so in general uh 
don't don't get into those games I, it sucked <laughs> because i had high hopes and it's like it's exactly what i should have feared it, it's like my fears became true because i knew that was coming and there it was like literally within the first hour of gameplay i have hyperdimension neptunia rebirth so what you did know. you think of it and did you play it all the way through no i picked it up uh on like a sale us an anime steam sale and I, I just bought like all the games and I haven't played <laughs> that one yet. So Yeah, well, get ready. I'm sure well, it's gonna be very similar. I feel like I might enjoy it more than you did. <laughs> yeah, but it's just You're very oh. forgiving of anime, Mark. I know. I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the, the, Bren's right though, it is such corny shit with like, oh, there's CPUs in the game industry. Like, I don't know. It was really it's... bizarre and I I wanna play it further, but I'm afraid like it's like I don't need any more of that shit. Do you think they're well, going go to go on a beach trip? Oh, oh definitely. I'm sure like there's like all sorts of like unlockable shit like that. Oh, and I pe- actually I bought the second um, Rebirth one last Friday. I don't even remember doing that. Um, I, I bought sleep hybrid, buying. I bought buying games in your sleep. Dimension Neptunia Rebirth 2 Sisters Generation. Oh, God. So. Jesus Christ. What a name. God, I don't even know what to say about that. But Doug, I, it's I'm, got 41 achievements. That's like that, not an arguing point. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's a selling point. God. I remember you telling me, Doug, and I looked at the game, and I only know the characters from seeing, like, uh, Source Filmmaker, like, videos. Like, if anyone sees, like, all the TF2 characters and people making videos with them, it's through Source Filmmaker, which is, like, a sort of sandbox, like, rigging program you can get through Steam. It's free, I think. So I've seen those characters a lot, and I guess just because they're super anime-esque. So I know nothing about the game, and I was like, all right, let, let me look at the game and see what Doug's complaining about. doesn't seem too bad. And then, like, one of the characters on the cover is just, like, a dominatrix. Like, she's just wearing that as her regular clothes. And I was like, you can't be surprised, Doug, that it's, you know super yeah, pervy with that i i don't know just because she i don't know i was like it's the future maybe in this weird world and no. like, i don't know her her tits were definitely hanging out but regardless i it was just it was upsetting so just be forewarned listener unless it, there's probably listeners being like yo i'm buying that right away it's still ten dollars <laughs> but um Boobs. i don't know it just wasn't my bag of chips i have been playing some other shit though i did also get on that sale like uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition because I loved the 2000 Tomb Raider, uh, a 2012 Tomb Raider. Uh, I remember playing it actually a non-legitimate copy of it, so it's nice to have a legitimate copy and get uh, achievements and all that. It's actually such a great game. Uh, it's funny we've talked about it multiple times, and I remember you didn't really uh, like it that much. And I remember my main complaint was that it was too movie like. Now that I'm revisiting it though, I'm I'm just like finding it more enjoyable. It's just like. Really? As a standalone title, it's not. Yeah, bad. I think I think Doug, you and I were on the same side, and then Bren was kind of like in the middle, I and think then Dubs talked about it too. I think I'm yeah. the minority. Like I think everyone else has enjoyed it at least the, for the most part, whereas I didn't enjoy it for the most part. Well, yeah. the cool thing is, it's kind of like wedding my appetite or whatever the phrase is fuck i don't know uh just getting me ready for the next tomb raider which i don't know when that's coming to ps4 but i've been waiting for a while and it's i think it's i think it's in december all right well at least that gives me something to look forward to yeah i i have it i still haven't finished it on pc the second one uh it's really good but um yeah i still got to do that okay 
And then I've there's one other thing I've been playing, and it's a mobile game actually, and I forget what it's called. So let me find out. Um, <laughs> it, but what it reminds me of the most is Monument Valley. So everyone knows I was a huge fanboy of that when that first came out, and we were talking that shit up. But uh, this game's called Mecha Rama. Uh, it's so fucking good. It's like this little puzzler where you control this like I don't know astronaut or something as you take on these uh, numerous puzzles where they're it's very minimalist but they're definitely uh, somewhat challenging as you get further into them but you, it's very similar to Monument Valley where you just like rotate the camera and click and tell the character where to go and then interact with the level to like say rotate certain platforms or raise different platforms and use the the elements in the environment to get the character from point a to point b and it's really just a fun little mind bender like i said for fans of monument valley you'll eat this shit up it's actually free so go check that out oh there you go that's always the best selling point for me yeah Uh, which is actually why i started playing that chronicles runescape legends game which is great it's really good and free so I highly recommend it to really everybody. Nice. It's really interesting where you play one match is consisting of five chapters and each chapter has like four little stages where you can play a card and the cards can, you know, give you money, give you armor, give you a weapon, give you health, or it can take all that away from your opponent or it can give them stuff and give you more stuff for it. It's really interesting how, it's kind of just like a race. Well, you're not racing because no one gets there first. But you just go down each of these four stages of each chapter. And at the very end, if you're both alive, you fight each other to see who wins. And you play monsters to fight your hero because they have be- they give you buffs after you beat them and stuff. And it's just a really unique game style I've never seen, especially in a card game, let alone any other game. And it's really well done. Like It looks great. There's like this, I don't necessarily the style, it's not cell shading, but it's kind of like an almost minimalistic like painting style to all the characters and the landscape, and it's just really good. And you can pay to buy more cards and like booster packs and all this stuff, because it is a card game after all. But yeah. it, it doesn't seem like it gives you an advantage, like they're all basic booster packs. And buying more, like buying the higher tier packs just gives you more of those packs. It doesn't give you like the ultimate cards or like the legendary collection. It's just more of the basic bundle. And then there's a few skins you can buy for the like the hero you play as. And it's just really good. And I'm really amazed by how much I've gotten sucked into it because I'm not a big card game guy. But it doesn't feel like a card game. It's really interesting. I definitely recommend it to everybody. All right, I'm I'm going to have to give that a go. For people who think I'm just bitter and cynical and shit on everything there you go i'm actually (laughs) encouraging something for once well it's funny i wanted to bring up a game that you and i saw at too many games and speaking of which we went to too many games this year so we're gonna have to like play a little clip from that uh at some points here soon but um the game was called liege and i remember during our uh, our talk like when we were talking live i was like i don't know what this game's called the game's called liege it was so fucking cool i felt like it gave me like a whole new um faith in the indie scene in that area because i was just grateful <laughs> like last year like we complained on the on the live section uh we were, we were saying like there wasn't that many good uh indie devs like this game is so cool check it out go to codagames.com if you want to see a little trailer for it the art style is amazing it's very the the guy who created it even said 
Uh, it's like a mix of Transistor and Final Fantasy Tactics. So if mm-hmm. that doesn't like make you really excited, I don't know what will. And I got to play it a little bit, and it was really um, it, it nothing broke on me, so <laughs> it was smooth. And I I really am excited for that title. Yeah, while you were playing it, the guy was standing behind us, and I could see him like biting his nails, like praying to God it didn't break. Like it, <laughs> it really reminded me of um, Phil Fish from the indie game uh, documentary. Where people are playing this game at the convention, and it's just crashing every five seconds, and he's just yeah. tearing his hair out. He used to keep restarting the computer. Yeah, oh, God, I can see the guy out of the corner of my eye, like you know, chewing on his nails, just like praying to God. I, I'm not sure if it was buggy or not because it it worked fine when you played it, but he, I can see he was really nervous. That's funny as hell. Um, well, before I forget, let's just play that clip now. Wait, um, I didn't talk about my games. Well, I know. We'll uh, we'll get. Uh, actually, no. Let's let let's do that quick. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Let's just right, fucking do Mark's thing real fast. Ugh. Yeah. No, I've, I've just been playing um, Overwatch, which I already mentioned. Uh, another game I actually... I'm pleasantly surprised how much I enjoy it. It's Shadowrun Returns on Steam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, Is that multiplayer? Uh, I I, I know so. a buddy of ours got it like for a bunch of us. He bought like a four-pack for it, which yeah, usually I, is four multiplayer games. I think he just really loved it so much he wanted us to play it. Uh, which is what I do with life, life is Strange to people who don't play Life is Strange. And it's nice. what I do with Bad Rats. You dick! It's <laughs> not the same thing. Get ready, it's the summer sale. Somebody's getting Bad Rats. <laughs> I buy yeah. my sale. So, yeah, that game's been really cool. I, I'm just a sucker for anything cyberpunk. So, uh, I'm, I'm really getting sucked into the story, and I haven't even really been playing it that long. Um, we talked to Mitch Gettleman, whose company published that. Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I actually I remember that episode. Call um, back to previous interviews because we can't interview Mark because he's here every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what else? Have I feel like there's there's more that I've been playing. Oh well, I've been playing. I brought this up on another episode, but I got back into Devil Survivor Record Breaker Two. Um, it's a 3DS game. Um, it's like in the Shimagame Tensei uh, world. Um, oh okay. S- still been playing that, but um, are we gonna talk more after we play the sound? Yeah, n- totally. Okay, because I have an anime I wanted to talk about. Ooh. All right. Yeah, well, then- I've been going harder on the anime, so uh, oh yeah, let's uh let's get that clip going. All right, totally. <laughs> this is <laughs> uh, I forgot. Mark is the host of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> he is. This is uh me and Bren at Too Many Games Con 2016. Uh, we redo the intro. Sorry about that. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenda McCullough. And it's pretty loud here because we're at Too Many Games Convention for the second year in a row. How are you doing, Bren? Uh, I'm doing alright. It's always exhausting with these huge crowds and like having to wade through your you know, fellow nerds and get felt up as you're just like, I'm trying to look at a Zelda like Monopoly board game and then someone's grabbing my ass. But it's <laughs> definitely better. It's, this is a good-sized convention it's always surprising especially out in the middle of oaks pa like which just seems to be nowhere but it's a definitely good size but it's not too overwhelming like wizard world is all the, every year in philly that makes sense yeah in fact my girlfriend said she saw in an article that last year's turnout was about 7,500 people i'm thinking today alone we got a couple thousand and it's a three-day uh over the whole weekend event so i'm i'm thinking we might beat that this year yeah i wouldn't be surprised by that at all because more and more names are coming here, like as panelists, 
Yeah. Uh, I think this year is like pro Jared completionist. Uh, we saw Adam. Adam Korolik, uh, he's a YouTuber that I just recently found out about. He was a really cool guy, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to have him on the show down the road. We'll see. Yeah, we talked to him, so hopefully we can schedule something. But it's it seems to be more and more recognizable people, at least for me, I recognize more names every year. Definitely, and there's just it just seems like a lot more to do. It seems like there's uh, there's magic tournaments. We got uh, all sorts of video game tournaments, uh, Street Fighter Five, and everything. In fact, we got got around to checking out this one room where all the gaming's going down, and it was just packed. Like it was, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm not sure if anything has changed like management wise, but this year definitely seems more organized, and just uh, the arrangement of the entire convention floor seems better and smoother laid out than it was last year. Yeah, and this year I can happily say I got to try out some indie games, and I wasn't completely disappointed. So <laughs> this game—it's the only downside is I don't know the name of it because the guy himself you know, told me he's like we ran out of flyers, so everyone was interested in it. But uh, I'll get you the name of it in the show notes, hopefully by the time this airs. But it was kind of looked like a Final Fantasy Tactics meets Transistor, and it was very just uh, the graphics and design of it was just really well done. Uh, fluent gameplay. I didn't run into any bugs in the few minutes that I played it, but in general, it gives me a lot of faith uh, in the in the genre. So I'm really looking forward to playing that. So I signed up for an email list there. And in general, it just seems like a couple more uh, game devs than last year all around. Yeah, and I know I was talking to you and your girlfriend beforehand, like off mic. But like, I understand pixel art. It's easier to work with. It's great for indie devs to like start out. But like, my God, am I tired of pixel art games? <laughs> like epic games, like. At a certain point, they all just blend together because you can only do so much with the pixels. But it, you know, it's great to work with. But the uh, the one we we played out was, I don't know, very polished. Definitely looked different and definitely caught my eye. So it's nice to see, nice to see people doing indie games and not resorting to the pixel mentality of just kind of half asking the gra- half asking the graphics. Definitely, and it's funny. I think Transistor is a fair comparison of what the graphics are like. Uh, just really. Uh, cartoonish and really well done. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It, it definitely had a, like you said, Final Fantasy Tactics Five. Though it's what isometric is that the like I landscape think, of it? Yeah, I would say an isometric uh, top-down view. Yeah, in a way. They had a sort of grid system. It seems like it only appeared in combat though, whereas Bastion and Transistor had it all the time to help you. Because that was my biggest complaint with those isometric games, where the controls would be different. Up wouldn't be up. Up would be right, and down would be left. So it's really tr- confusing at the angle, but in this it seemed to flow pretty well, and the grid would appear in combat, so you could set up stuff like I believe I wasn't playing it, but it looked like you had a counter yep. where you could set up if an enemy walked in this square, you would then attack them. But otherwise, you wouldn't see that square unless you had set up something there beforehand. Exactly. No, the controls are just pretty uh, easy to get used to, and I'm looking forward to that one. So, like I said, once I find out the name of that, I'll keep the listener posted. Um, another thing I noticed at this year's convention is that a lot more people are coming dressed in cosplay. I, m- I remember we mentioned we saw a couple furries last year, but that was about it. But this year, almost like so 30%. Many furries, all furries. Just <laughs> a flood of fuzz and pubes everywhere. Yeah, no, it was, it's just, uh, it's cool to see that the community is all here and everyone's having a good time so far. Yeah, for people who do cosplay, like you put this much, you put months maybe years into a costume depending on how complicated it is so you whip that out any chance you get any excuse hell i'm going supermarket i'm going to supermarket later getting some groceries i'm going to be dressed up as link (laughs) like you spend years on that costume why not yeah and well here's the thing the the main point of this convention is there's lots of games that you can buy and um 
I, I wasn't sure what I was necessarily looking for when I came here today, but I was considering getting a Sega Genesis, but my girlfriend's like, oh, well, don't you have the ability to play all the ROMs on your computer? I'm like, yeah, but... So I'm not sure. Is it? What, what do you think? Do you think it's worth investing in a retro system even though I have all the games on a PC? I actually have a buddy of mine who's, like, getting into the retro game collecting, and he's actually kind of fixing up old games. So he'll find out, like, burnt-out Sega Genesis cartridges or N64 cartridges and pry them apart and fix them because that's what he majored in, something like that in school, electronics or whatnot. Nice. And I'm actually selling him my N64 tomorrow because... As much as I do love them, and it, like I, I'm trying not to be a pack rat with certain stuff because I have enough crap in my house already. I realize I'm never going to play the N64 again. I'm not going to hook this up anytime soon. And if I do, I'm probably just going to buy a remastered version somewhere on my computer where it's more convenient for me. So I think unless you are an actual collector, and unless you actually see yourself getting necessary cables uh, to hook up to a TV, because some of the older ga- consoles don't even work with the newer TVs, exactly. like HD TVs. So it's actually more effort to buy older consoles to find either an old TV or the cables necessary to get up to a modern TV. Which was actually one of the talking points of the panel we saw with Adam Korolik. Uh, there's apparently has a bunch of videos on how to hook up uh, older consoles to newer TVs, and apparently he resources to uh, using like adapters from the United Kingdom because like they had better outputs than what was available in, the, in America. It's just really interesting shit. Yeah, and he was also saying about when he buys old games, he, say, burned them all onto the computer or, like, to test them out to see that it all works. Because you could buy a PS1 game and play it, and the first 40 minutes are good, but then, like, maybe into hour four or five, a part of the game bugs out. So by, I forget exactly what he said, but by putting them onto the computer, he's able to read the entire disc. Yeah, he essentially, like, rips them and then, like, checks each sector of the disc to make sure that it's playable. Like, it's really, he says it, it might be overkill, but at least you know the game's working. And, like, yeah, you don't want to get halfway into a game and find out it's corrupt or something. Yeah, but like I said, at that point, you're putting them on the computer, you're ripping it to the computer, so you're, like, playing it on a more modern convenience anyway. So, if you're going to go to that effort of checking to see if the game is fully functional... Like, it's already on the computer. Do you need the old console? Like, maybe you could just buy the game and rip it to the computer. Yeah. So, you know, not to dissuade anybody, but, like, if you want older consoles and the old classic cartridges and stuff, like, just be aware. It's going to be an investment. It's going to be pricey. Definitely. And, yeah, in his defense, I'd say he is a collector, so it makes perfect sense for him. But for as someone like me, now that I I come to this conclusion that I'm most likely not going to walk away here with a Sega Genesis because I don't need it, but it would be nice to just have that for nostalgia's sake. But... I don't know, I do, I, I find that I just like plug in a PS3 controller into my uh, PC and just play the games anyway. Yeah, and I know in my last place, I had a roommate who brought up an N64, and I finally beat Mission Maker, I beat Star Fox 64, which I beat before, but I didn't realize how short that game is, it's like maybe two hours, like three hours, like it's real quick, but it's, you know, you're supposed to replay it. Mm-hmm. But I realized like while playing those, the N64 controller, like we all knew it was terrible, but I <laughs> forgot how terrible it is, like it's really just awful to hold and there's a whole the d-pad you don't even use half the time yeah and buttons hidden underneath it's just like oh yeah and they get sticky really quick like they break and stuff yeah so like replaying that again recently like n64 it reminded me of like how unlikely it is i'm actually going to play it again anytime soon it's funny i like that controller doesn't get enough shit talk <laughs> i feel like because that is one of the weirdest of them all well people just have such like nostalgia goggles for the n64 like Aquarium Team was the greatest game ever made. It's like, yeah, no, it was good. It definitely doesn't hold up in certain regards. It does in others, but it's not the greatest, like, for all time. You, like, you have to 
compete with what's out now and does it really hold up like Final Fantasy 7 I don't think it holds up as much people as much as people hype it up to be oh I agree with that a thousand percent oh another thing is that I saw on the schedule for today uh, specifically DJ Cutman's performing at I think oh something just happened Jenga it's like giant Jenga behind us no everyone just found out that we're here <laughs> yeah it's our, it's our own dying fans <laughs> sorry guys we're trying to record keep it down yeah we're oh. not secretly recording this in the corner of the bathroom some <laughs> fucking creeps but uh no DJ Cutman's performing he's uh the guy who created the I Was a Walrus theme if you're a new listener uh he's a friend of ours hopefully we can stop by and say what's up to him yeah I saw uh, Grimecraft is also here he's a DJ that he works with a lot nice. he's on Game Chops a lot so Definitely check, check out Game Chops' whole site, because it's great. Absolutely, yeah. In general, having a pretty great time here. Uh, avoided the food, though. It was a little pricey, and uh, the big line. So if you're coming here, might want to think about coming here with a full belly. <laughs> Do not buy the food here. It's overpriced and probably disgusting. They don't check bags. Just sneak it in a book bag. There you go. Um, but is there anything else you want to add before we wrap this up quick? Uh, not too much. Uh, my, I guess my biggest thing is don't have a vaping, like, Table oh, for a gaming convention. That was the There's worst thing. There's some company here who's like selling like vape liquids or whatever. Why? It don't know. And, and it's literally enabling other people to walk around the convention and like blow massive clouds in the middle of a group of people. Like I had to like. Like, I don't know, it's just disgusting. I don't want to smell your secondhand smoke, bro. Plus, there's a lot of kids around. Like, who knows if they really. If there is some sort of secondhand effect. Like, don't do it. Don't be that jerk. Yeah. There were. Yeah. Good complaint. But thanks for listening, guys. We'll probably have a little more about what games we've been playing uh, in a little bit, so stay tuned. Otherwise, this is the shortest fucking episode we've had. (laughs) Hopefully not. All right, see you later. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I sure did. Yeah, (laughs) I'm glad you did. uh, I don't even know the word to say. Riveting. Yes, (laughs) indeed. Um, But Mark, you were... You were mentioning something about an anime. Maybe we can fit a conversation game in at some point, too. Yeah. Um, so, this is this anime is called um, Flowers of Evil. It hmm. is the most unique art style I have ever seen in an anime before. Oh, it's, yeah, you sent me pictures of this. Yeah, it's like... The only way I can describe it is if you, you try to draw people realistically... And the world around them was anime style. So like the Ooh. world and all the buildings and the the scenery is anim- like very, you know, run-of-the-mill anime style. And all the people look very real. Like so real at some points that it's actually a little unsettling. And the premise is so strange, but I love it. It is... Uh, so there's this guy and he's... In high school. Actually, no, I think he's even, I think he might be in middle school, but he's kind of a loner and he just likes reading by himself in the corner. He's kind of an outcast. He has a couple of friends, like no one really picks on him, but, uh, yeah, he's definitely not like the popular guy in school. And he has a really big crush on this one girl in his class. And one day after school, he's like the only one there and, uh, he notices that girl left her gym bag behind and it had her clothes in it. And he like goes up to the bag and he opens it up and he hears someone coming in the room and he freaks out because he's afraid that they're going to like see him doing that. And he just like stuffs under his shirt. Yeah. He's well, not really. It's kind of just like him panicking and he just 
puts it on his shirt and he like runs away and he's, he doesn't know what to do. And he's planning on just putting it back the next day, but he gets into school and the teacher's saying there was a, there was a theft and everyone starts panicking. And it turns out there's this one girl that's really, really weird, (laughs) like really, really weird. And she was spying on him and she saw him do it. And she says that if he doesn't do everything that she says and form a contract with her, then she's going to like reveal what he did. And she's just, the stuff she makes him do is just so crazy. I was going to say, at that point, you literally just might as well be like, fuck your blackmail, bitch. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and just tell them. Yeah. And, and there's like moments where that's about to happen. And I'm not, I don't want to say anything else because it's, it is so, I love it. Like you're going to get, you're going to cringe. It's going to get very uncomfortable. I will Oh, that's why you that. love it. <laughs> Yeah, you love it, I, this kind of stuff. They, I don't know why I enjoy it so much, but I do. You so love other people's embarrassment. Yeah, just check it out. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, it's a it's a rotoscope. That's what that's the word. I, a, yeah, I knew I I knew that was what you were describing. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it usually gives it a very unique look. Uh, at times, uh, like almost like flipbooky, like it's not as smooth, but it's definitely a lot more detailed. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite rotoscoped film is Waking Life. Check it out. Why do we get all intimate all of a sudden? I don't know. Hey, um, you hip cats out there. Be- next, up next is being a slam hit, poet. Somebody went to the measures of making Doom, like making J- Jerry Seinfeld's apartment in Doom 2. Like the engine oh, yeah. that created Doom 2. And <laughs> oh, like, there's a that. YouTube video for it and everything. Like it's actually, this guy was playing it and he literally has a shotgun. He goes in, shoots up uh, Kramer, George, Elaine, Jerry, and Newman. It was just incredible. I will have the link to that in the show notes if you haven't seen it. It's ridiculously cool. Yeah, it reminded me of, we talked about it a bit at Too Many Games, not in the clip. But um, I saw a clip of a guy who was able to wire his computer to play Doom with toasters. So every action in the game was corresponding to a different toaster, like, switch. So he would just slam down on a toaster to, like, shoot the gun or to reload. And it's amazing what people can do with, like, PCs and free time. It's dumb as shit. I don't know why anyone would want to do any Wait. of these things. You reminded me of something crazy, though, and it's something I saw at too many games, and I forgot to mention it on the clip, too, but no. So, you know how there was all these, like, multi-systems? So, it'd be, like, this system can play NES cartridges and, like, uh... Like, Sega Genesis. Sega, and, like, all sorts of, like, different, like, yeah, it was, like, a I forget what the one was called, like, Mastertron or something, and it literally would accept all these different consoles' cartridges, and this one guy had a setup where it was one of these new, like, multi-systems... And he had a cartridge in for NES that was an adaptable one that would take in a Game Boy Advance cartridge. And he essentially was able to play Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories for Game Boy Advance on a big television screen. And it was obviously it didn't look very good, but it still was just like the fact that you're capable of doing that blows my fucking mind, bro. And it was like hooked up to like a SNES controller. I was just like, that's insanely cool. Yeah, I was really impressed by some of the stuff at Too Many Games. I was telling a buddy of mine, because he is getting into the retro games, and he's refurbishing some of them, so I actually sold him my N64 uh, just this weekend. But um, there's plenty of stuff up there. Like If you're looking for individual games, that's the place to go, because at one booth you might find it for 15 at another booth you'll find it for 45 at another one you'll find it for 5 bucks. So you definitely got to search for them, but there's so much like unique, weird stuff like those consoles. And then for, we were there with your girlfriend and she was just trying to find like a, you know, cute little plushy thing. And it was like, 
what was it, like 30 bucks or something? <laughs> so probably. Like, if you want anything besides actual retro games, it's going to be pretty overpriced because that's just how cons are. Like, yeah. even the food, it was like a plate of cheese fries that looked like shit for like six bucks. So it's just like ridiculously overpriced stuff. But if you want something specific, like an old game, like those are the where you find them. Yeah, and don't go there hungry. But we did actually no. make it there early for that uh, one panel, Adam Korolik. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was uh, good to see. Oh, and then there was also this dude who had a fucking drone there. He was flying it so close. to. I have a video. Maybe I'll include that, too. But, like, this dude literally got the drone, like, within, like, a hair of my camera as he's, like, flying this thing around, like, getting it right up in people's grills and shit. And it's like, dude, you're asking for a lawsuit. He was flying it above some girl with long hair, and I was just like, don't get the hair stuck in there. Like, that's going to be a mess. <laughs> that's a lawsuit waiting you're to Like, happen. that's bad. He got really close to it, too. But, I yeah. mean, that's his business, so I guess he knows how to fly them and how close is too close um all right and then there's this other game that i actually just want to bring up because it it was interesting and i'm not sure how i feel about it and i'm all for casual games but and i was considering getting this but it's called viva x vivo and it's essentially called survival on a microscopic scale and i don't really know just judging by the gameplay trailers and stuff that i've seen it just looks like you're like literally a little like a microscopic a microscopic cell little organism swimming around in like blood or whatever body fluid you're in and just like eating certain little things that like make you a little bit bigger and i don't know it's I uh, I want to like it because I'm thinking it'd be soothing and calming, but if that's all it is, that sucks because I would want it to like be like, oh, and now my organism's becoming like a snake and like I'm gonna like bust out of the human or something. Yeah, it just looks like a hyper realistic spore, which that's exactly what spore is. You start out as a little organism like that, and then you grow into a creature and then a civilization and the you know global society and stuff. So if that's the game you want, it's already existed. It's spore. Okay, but yeah, just be then- careful. Because they embed files and they constantly update the files in your computer, even if you uh, uninstall Spore. Jesus, the game's that's sneaky. not cool. Yeah, no just thanks. Keep your eye out on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not downloading that anytime soon. But no, in general, it looks like an interesting game if you don't really want to accomplish anything. I guess you just swim around in this like strange uh, environment. Yeah, uh, it looks a little too like uh, not gory, but like you're inside of things clearly. So it's just like, oh, cool! I get to swim around in someone's pancreas. That nah, I don't need this. Like, yeah. I don't need to be. I don't need to be reminded of how disgusting my body is. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm, uh, I wonder what our listener thinks. Give us a tweet if you do uh, intend on playing that. But mm-hmm. is there anything I else was, you guys want to bring up? Yeah. yeah spe- was, uh, speaking of uh, upcoming Steam games, I was looking back at, at some of the old YouTube videos I had posted back in like 2008. Um, and so the comments are so mean. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to YouTube. Dude, the, what, I haven't looked at it in so long. The top one just says, why would you waste your time on this shit? Get laid, fags. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, That's that had nothing right. to do with Steam games. but. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Divergent Tangent and then... <sighs> horrible insults uh yep. thank you mark yeah no oh, problem mark. i will say though there was one game like i said i only bought uh shell shock live so far on the steam sale i don't really plan on buying anything um but one game i did find that caught my eye is abrica and mm. it's like 
iMagic game or something. It's a subtitle, eMagic. Uh, but it's similar to Crawl, if anyone, if we've talked about it before, yeah. but if anyone remembers that. Um, PCP's done a whole episode about it, where in Crawl, you're like a dungeon crawler, quite literally, and one pl- person plays as the adventurer, and then three people play as ghosts that like possess monsters and traps and like control the dangers in that room and try to kill him. And then when you kill him, you become the new adventurer. And it's a really fun game, and I want to play it, but it's only local co-op right now. And I believe they're talking about online co-op in the future. But this game, Abrica, is along the same lines, where it's this asymmetric like combat style of co-op, where you play as a hero and a princess. And as the hero, you run along these 2D like dungeons, like these different rooms, and the other players you're playing with try to stop you. They control the traps or the little minions or and try to fight you. And then as the print after every round, when you get as far as you can, you play as the princess in this like mini game. So the game's different every time. It can be a free for all fighting stage. It can be uh you know capture the flag where you hold on to a thing for so long. Uh, it can be uh you know gathered ingredients and you try to gather as much as many of the things that you can. And whatever princess wins those mini games gives the hero extra health. So the winner gets like four hearts. And then the losers get like three and two. So it kind of corresponds with doing good as the princesses helps the hero and so on. And it's really interesting. And I really enjoy like the style. And it's like you play as the big bad wolf and red riding hood are a pair. Uh, Hansel and Gretel are a pair. Oh, There's wow. like a Yeti and it just says the snow queen, but it's, you know, clearly supposed to be like Elsa from Frozen or any of those characters. Uh, but it's really cool looking. And unfortunately, it's also split screen local co-op but like i'm really into these asymmetric like co-optional sort of games or cooperative rather co-optional is another podcast don't listen (laughs) listen to us um but these like asymmetric games where it's you know kind of fucking with each other like as opposed to like battle block theater uh, where me and a buddy of mine played where we were supposed to help each other but we ended up just killing each other all the time on purpose (laughs) <laughs> now there, now there's games where you're actually supposed to kill each other on purpose. Like that's the goal. And I know uh, Dead by Daylight came out not too long ago, and it's been really popular despite it being real buggy. It, like it was buggy in the beta, and it hasn't been fixed that much because the beta was like a week before it was released. Um, but that's a game where one person plays as the killer, and then four people play as like the victims trying to escape. And I really like this like genre that's coming out of you know, 1v4. I know Evolved was probably like the big AAA title that did it, but that game sucked, and no one plays it anymore. Speaking yeah. speaking of no uh, games no one plays anymore, Battleborn. Sweet baby <laughs> Battleborn. <laughs> oh man, I, I feel like we've beaten this dead horse, but alright, yeah, go ahead. We have. This I, has been the past have. like four episodes. <laughs> Real quick though, I just saw the other day, like, let me just see how it's doing, because I know it's not in the top 100 like most played games on Steam. Last I checked, it had like 752 people playing it in the world. Like, okay, that was worth mentioning. That's that is terrible. That's that's absolutely sad. There's, I've seen MMOs like from the 90s that are still active have higher player counts than that. I'm pretty and, sure Halo 3 online has more players than that. Exactly. Like and apparently there's microtransactions now and I th- we probably mentioned it, but apparently like that's ruining the game. Like, I don't know anyone who's played it since then, but apparently they've made it a lot harder to play. 
Well, it was where, also one of the games on that PSN sale, so you yeah. know it's doing bad if it's a game that came out not long ago and it's already on sale. Oh, it was like 40% off the day Overwatch came out, which was Holy like shit. three weeks after Battleborn came out. So like, you know, of maybe a month or so, it was already 40% off. Like, it's it's really struggling. And apparently, like, you have to spend like 40,000 in-game credits to get a character, which, you know, you'd have to grind a long time for, or you'd have to pay for it, like, out of pocket. So apparently the microtransactions are just stupidly, like on balance and stuff it's because they want you to pay and it's like <laughs> yeah i just feel so bad like it's so unfortunate they but, should have just not released it that day like i could have well, told you that well at this point it, if it was a good game by itself it would have kept going yeah but at this yeah. point of how bad it's doing I, I think it's the game where they're really just not patching the stuff that needs to be patched and they're adding microtransactions because they're desperate for money and it's hurting the game more. So at this point, I think they're kind of just you know, nailing themselves into the coffin. Yeah, yeah, they should just let it die quietly and just kind of be like, all right, how do we rebounce from that? A rebound. Oh, it's, so, it's so unfortunate. I just wanted to bring that up because um, it's sad because I still get I still stand behind the idea that it has more to offer than Overwatch. Yeah. Because Overwatch only has like essentially three to four modes, but it doesn't have enough people to play it. Um, anything no. else? No, uh, good. Battlefield One. They showed in the trailer of a female soldier, I believe, in the desert somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where, um, but they were hinting at it was that it was part of a culture where it's extremely sexist. Actually, the culture, and even today, it's extremely like you know rigorous and not rigorous. Uh, but restricting of women's rights and stuff. And in the Battlefield 1 trailer, she was like, you could play as this female soldier. And they announced that DICE, the company making it, is taking out being able to play as a female soldier. You can't play as females anymore in the game. So I guess that was a hint at that in the trailer. And uh, I feel like this is going to be raising a stink either way, because we talked about it briefly. P- people saying that taking them out um, because of equality, I think it's I think they're doing it to be historically accurate because there weren't that many female soldiers in World War One, if any. I know yeah. there's like uh, there's like a legendary Russian sniper in World War Two, but like you know those are the rarities. That's not common. You can't be playing as just they're not just one of the random troops you spawn as and run into battle. So I th- I personally think it's actually good if they're going to be if they're trying for the historical accuracy, which what seems to be what they're doing. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and definitely. I feel like this is just the marketing team trying to you know, play out like, oh, you can be like, you know, you don't want to make a Civil War game and be like, oh, you can play as a black soldier. It's like, well, no, because... Well, actually, they, that was real. There, I think they did have black people fighting. Yeah, there is- was, and they had the Tuskegee, they had the Tuskegee Airmen in, was it World War II? Which was like an almost entirely African-American uh, Air Force team. But like, there were some, but it's very rare. Like, so, like, you wouldn't be playing as them. Okay. At, and in no, I get- the everyday combat. I totally get your point. I, I yeah. agree with you. And yeah. especially for this culture in the desert, I'm not sure exactly sure where it is, but especially for this culture, which apparently is very harsh on women's rights. So it'd be like the you know abnormality of them playing it. So I don't think we have to worry about many feminists playing Battlefield 1, but you never know. Eh, who knows? No, they, they like getting mad at stuff they're not even going to do. I mean, look at tra- the Tracer ass scenario. <laughs> like, uh, those women yeah. aren't going to play Overwatch. They're not. Uh, 
But they want they found something they wanted to get mad about, so they went and got mad about it. I'm not even sure if this is actually like a controversy. I just saw it as an article, and because Battlefield's getting so much attention, it kind of popped up. Uh, It just looks so much better than uh, COD, in my opinion, or Halo. Well, it's really interesting that Battlefield is going way back to, like, the First World War, and in COD is pretty much Halo at this point, where they're going so far into the future that it's two very similar franchises, but going in the opposite direction chronologically. Yeah, which is, I'm really interested to see, because it's like, you can't go that much further in the future, because, I don't know, it's... I mean, at a certain point, it is just uh, Halo, whereas you're fighting aliens instead of, like, whatever other soldier classes you're fighting. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but, eh, I, I, I feel like I'm the only one who's not interested in Battlefield 1. Ah, uh, you are, because I'm Cause, stoked. Because um, so many of, like, the Medal of Honor, yeah, Medal of Honor and all those early games were World War One and World War Two. Exactly, so, and that's what made them so good. Ugh. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just not a shooter guy. It seems like every game I'm not interested in is shooters. I don't know, I just personally remember growing up on the, those games, uh, especially playing them, like, at, like, friends houses and stuff so i'm a fan yeah Eh. but anyway do you guys want to play a quick conversation game before we wrap this up sure all right yeah sure what did you have in mind i was thinking i was the walrus and what are you thinking about that Uh, that's cool with me thinking if we're doing that i'm not the judge oh god all right well then it's a flip of a coin between me and mark we're playing i was the walrus Mark, do you? Uh, I could judge if you don't want to. Um, okay, yeah, you can judge. All right, let's give that a whirl. It's me and Mark, so the answers are going to be real dumb. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I had a couple options. Let me think here. Oh my god, my dog's going crazy. I couldn't have those yours or Mark's. No, that's mine. <laughs> um. Okay, I got one. This is an interesting way to start this off. So, round one, if you could choose any mount from a MMO to be the your method of commuting to work, what would you choose? Hmm. Um... God, I really haven't played that many MMOs. Wait, it's a mount. It it has to be an MMO. It can't be just like a video game. No, it can be a video game. So let's just. I was just assuming since like when I think of mounts, I, it makes me think MMOs. But no, I guess certain games like RPGs, whatever. Like you can fucking pick a hippogriff for all I care. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking. I'm like, hmm, what? I've only really played MMO wise is like City Heroes, and you had a travel superpower. You didn't get like a mount. Your mountain that was a monorail. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> That's always funny seeing in City Heroes, just seeing like 30 superheroes in capes, like all running off the subway or the monorail. Jesus guys, Christ. <laughs> guys, come on. Come on, guys. I got mine. Um, okay. I, you know, I'm going to get a little. I'm going to think a little outside the box here. 
actually, maybe it's not really that outside the box, but I guess I'm ready. <laughs> the box from Portal. Oh. Here we go. Uh, round one, three, two, one, go. The horse from Skyrim. Uh, my, uh, my little sidekick pet I bought in Elder Scrolls Online. He's a he's a crab, and his name's Bowling Shoe. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Of course it is. Oh man, and Bren, yours is so bland. Why'd you just go with a fucking horse from Skyrim? There's like because any- it climbs literally everything. The oh, game wow. is so broken. You can go completely vertical on the horse. You're right. You I well forgot. Might as well be writing a giant muscular Spider-Man, which I may or may not have written fanfiction about. God damn it. But you can, <laughs> oh, no. But the thing is, like, if you ever take the horse off a cliff, it definitely it kicks the bucket, but I don't know. I don't know. You can get some pretty glitchy stuff with uh, that horse. Yeah, but my, no, crab's, definitely. I, but my crab's name is Bowling Shoe. I know. It's that's true. all I know about it. Is it, uh, what else? What, I don't know. I don't he's, even remember my goat. Uh, I have a goat in uh, Elder Scrolls Online. I don't even remember his name. He's, I don't know, he's, he's a picky eater, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, contributes to him as a mount. Well, and that's the thing. Wait, you made it sound like this crab is small. How are you riding that to work? That's going to be interesting. <laughs> he's crushing it the I'm, second he steps on it. I'm one. Doug, I'm one foot in it here. Give me a break. <laughs> Then again, his name is Bowling Shoe. I'm going to go with Bowling Shoe. <laughs> so mad. Yeah, well, the I just, thing about that is, I'm just so picturing dumb. it. And <laughs> All right, I, I, just, I don't need to I explain that. I just want to round entirely on, <laughs> on, a, well, on a stupid... I love it. No, it so worked happy. out really well for you somehow. Um, it did. But that brings us around to... I'm not sure what you guys are going to do with this one, but it's an interesting one. If you could make any 90s sitcom a retro game, which would, which would you choose? Oh, oh boy. I was going to, I was literally going to say full house is off limits, but I'm hoping Ah. one of you guys is smart enough to not do that. Mm -hmm. Well, you kind of just shot me in the foot there. (laughs) Uh, I've seen a lot of like fan made like what if this sitcom was a game like it, it's not an actual functioning game but it's just like art like the sitcom done in that art style of a game it's like there's some real good ones that'd be really entertaining yeah imagine the full game fleshed out in like the eight bit style oh man oh well, maybe I shouldn't say entertaining it'd be real dumb <laughs> it'd be funny to see uh what'd you say 90s it has to be 90s yeah i'm sticking to that i I was considering 80s but no we'll do 90s since that's more our generation i was gonna do dallas everyone loves dallas but only i know about it on this or on this sitcom on this podcast which arguably is a sitcom god damn it hmm i can't do home improvement because that actually did have a game it wasn't that bad fuck (laughs) it It wasn't wasn't that bad. bad actually no, it was it was one of those weird ones where it was like uh, SNES games where they were all kind of the same, but all kind of good. Oh, dude, so, I really hope there's an Easter egg where you get to see Wilson's face. Oh, that'd be amazing. It's the only place you ever see his face. You have to beat the game. You have to bust through that fence and it's like, oh, there he is. It's very similar to Home Alone, the SNES game. Like they're They're almost identical. Dude, Home Alone was a good game. It was hard. Oh my god, that game was hard. It was hard. I don't know if it was good. 
<laughs> yeah, it was. Dude, I, oh, I'm thinking of the one for Game Boy. Oh. I don't know if it was the same one, but I beat Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 on Game Boy. Might be one of my greatest gaming accomplishments because those games are so tough. Yeah. Uh, I think I got it. All right, I got mine. All right, cool. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Step by step. <laughs> nice. All right, Hanging with Mr. Cooper is not even ringing a bell for me. Holy I shit. I know, no one remembers it. What the fuck is that? Step by step, day by day. Oh, God. And also, step by step never really comes up that often unless you're me or Mark. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think you're the only person I know, unless Doug knows it now, that has heard of that show. And from what, our step generation. Step by step? I know what step by step is. Okay, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. But Everyone no- we talked to in school didn't remember it. Then again, why were a bunch of like 14 year olds talking about a sitcom that was like nine years ago? Because <laughs> it's what all our parents watched and like, I don't know. We, that's, I don't know. Dude, that's I all I, that show, man. I grew I up on TV show. land. I was a latchkey kid. <laughs> wow, dude! Step by step, I don't remember a single one of their faces, but I know that theme song. <laughs> I, I remember the all of their faces because I just watched the theme song pretty recently. <laughs> it's actually kind of sad what happened to Cody. I think his yeah. like, girlfriend like made like allegations against him that weren't true, and it just kind of ruined his career. That sucks. Yeah, like it was all false stuff, but like he had, it was like already blemished, so he couldn't really do any more acting. I'm going with hanging f- with Mr. Cooper. No, I don't, I don't even, even know, know what, what it is. Doug. Fuck that is. <laughs> that's the no worst logic I've ever heard. I know. Well, that's how you won the first round, so it's fair. <laughs> no, um, it's, no, it's not. Uh, let's see here. Our, hanging uh, with Mr. Cooper is an American television sitcom that originally aired on ABC from 19, 1992 to 1997, starring Mark Curry and Holly Robinson. There we go. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you just won a round three. <laughs> That's what. It but is. the sad thing is, I don't even have a category yet. So hold on, Mark. It starred Raven Simone. How could it be bad? Okay, well, you never said that. <laughs> have I swayed you now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way: It's what the Bill Cosby Show could have been if Cosby wasn't so touchy feely when he shouldn't have been. Ooh, Doug, I have, a, I have a category for you. I'm ready for you guys then, but what's yours? You could say, you could ask us, um, what what do we think was the reason why Corey in the house <laughs> no. was never made into an anime? No. No, I don't <laughs> even know what you're talking about. But my question is... Marking his all right, memes. So it dumb memes. We know how, how there's... Um, <laughs> In the Harry Potter universe, for instance, there's like there's people that can like transform into a cat and or a dog and shit. Mm-hmm. What animal and it could be uh fictitious you could make it you could pick whatever the fuck you want what do you just want to be able to morph morph into at any given point it doesn't even have to be an animal it could be a goddamn teacup object (laughs) yeah i want to be a teacup okay and then i could crack myself and i go around recreating beauty and the beast look at me i'm chip yes i was just gonna say that you could uh audition for the live action with emma watson speaking of harry potter (laughs) movie's already filmed though (laughs) Everyone be like, <laughs> yeah. everyone be like, hello, I'm Beast, and I'm like, I'm Belle, because she has a deep voice, and I'd be like, I am Chip, and everyone goes, oh my god, a talking cup! It's, yeah, it's an actual talking cup, Jesus. Um, hmm. So you can only change into one thing? Yeah, and you can basically do it on a whim, so like... Whenever you want. Yep. I got mine. Don't even, don't even think about asking me if I have mine, because I don't. 
I know what mine would be. It'd be a physical copy of Hanging with Mr. Cooper <laughs> all seasons on DVD. The box and you wouldn't set. even know what you were. <laughs> Honey, what are you doing? I don't know, but I think our DVD collection is having an existential crisis. What am I? <laughs> Five seasons. Mark Curry, if you're out there, we miss you. Well, I do. <laughs> okay, I have mine. All right, guys, this is it. Round three for the win. Three, two, one, go. A changeling, so I can then shapeshift into whatever else I want. Fuck your rules. Oh, shit. That's like asking a genie for extra wishes. Anyway. It is. That's mine's, Mine is a, a straight answer. I would, I would turn into a bounce house, and I would go to kids' birthday parties, and then I would turn back into myself once the kids were <laughs> That's terrifying. And what would happen? Just brings up it a lot would all of just questions. fall on the ground. <laughs> or would it be like a transformer where they're all inside you still, and you're like this huge blob of just children <laughs> monster? Either I way, it's just funny. No, yeah. So since I'm the guy who came up with this category, I'm thinking the physics would be if you did something like that, <laughs> when you would transform back into a human, you would just burst and all the children would be covered in your entrails what if no but what if i uh was a bounce house with no roof <laughs> then they i guess they could pop out the top i don't know <laughs> oh god and then Bryn, you just want to be a changeling meaning you could just then do whatever the hell you want that's not a bad answer in comparison yeah it's still technically sure. a cr- different creature than humans, but then I can further shapeshift into whatever else. Yeah, but it's not that funny, though. That's the problem. I can still be a bounce I house. Know. What else can you be, Mark? <laughs> oh, man, and that's the thing. I'm like just thinking what at any given... Uh. Then I could shapeshift into a tire and recreate the movie Rubber, where I just roll around the highways and murder people as a tire. That movie's terrible. I would turn into Google.com. <laughs> there we go. That's and everyone cool. would search me. <laughs> I'm a webpage. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. All right. Well, you guys are going to be mad with this logic, but I'm going with bounce house because <laughs> I think the, you can't ask the genie for more wishes. Yay. <laughs> it's so stupid. But it's Sorry. So if you listen to that episode listener, uh, but that was, I was a walrus. I'm not mad at you, Doug. I'm just disappointed in everybody for playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> All three of us. Every time we play this game, I'll get a little dead inside. Yeah, well, hey, it's been a while, so I had to bring it back. Yeah. But that was a fun episode. Um, Let's do some plugs. Sure. Uh, while I was looking up Hanging with Mr. Cooper... Because even I forgot <laughs> it. Uh, I just stumbled upon a bunch of stuff. And I remember we talked about them in earlier episodes. So let me just burn through stuff real quick. It's uh, sure. Bren's Notorious Speed News Rounds. <laughs> uh, shit, what was he going to say? Uh, there's so many stories. I just went in real quick. Uh, Mighty Number no. 9, which was apparently supposed to be the Mega Man pre- predecessor and was kickstarted, apparently is terrible. So further reinforces the idea of be careful what you fund on these crowdfunding websites. Like, apparently it's shitty, not even just for a Mega Man, like, predecessor. Apparently it's just a shitty game all around. Like, there's not Damn. much good about it. Um, G2A, 
which is that gray market like company like website that was selling a bunch of games and people were stealing credit cards and then buying games and returning them like for more money we talked to uh the indie game stand guys about it they're getting cracked down hard people are finally noticing that they're really really shady so uh, do not use them there's a bunch of other legitimate websites to go through uh and firewatch the game you played doug had some of its artwork stolen and used in a ford commercial so oh really yeah f- why did ford not think that would come back to bite them they're such a huge company apparently they like outsourced it to a third party company to like get images and logos <laughs> and this company just straight oh, up no. stole it so ford is like <laughs> no ford is just like we don't know where this came from we don't know how like we didn't know this was the thing we don't know what this guy's doing and he just stole like it's n- no denying it it's firewatch it's the exact same picture Wow, that's terrible. But it's funny you said that's a game I played. I actually didn't play it because of my fucking computer issues. That's so right. That's one I've yet to play. God damn. And it. you were so bitter <laughs> about it, you may never play it. But it's yeah, like we were talking to Chuck Carter. It's kind of like a walking simulator. Like it's it's more story based than it is interactive. So oh, I'm glad you brought him up though, real quick to add this news round. Uh, their Kickstarter was backed. They're fully pledged. I'm Ooh. so excited. Uh, oh no way! Be a reality. Yep. Uh, yeah, I listened to that episode on my way to work the other day. It was really good. But that's one. Of it the, was all thanks to us. Yeah. That's one, the, <laughs> that's one of the good things you should kickstart. Not more Mega Man sequels that aren't going to live up to the hype. Oh, and apparently that game we talked about at the E3 episode, Inside, which is from the same developers as Limbo, that. Yeah, really, not much is known about. Uh, apparently, they've already sent review copies out, and it's gotten like a nine point five out of ten for like most people. Like, I know nothing about it, but it, apparently, it's super good. Oh, I just heard Polygon's quality control on that. We interviewed Justin McElroy, so all these callbacks to previous interviews. Cool. What the fuck? But um, uh, he was just talking about that with uh, actually Nick Robinson from Cool Games Inc. And I think they said it's like essentially a limbo. Part two, really. It's very similar in a lot of ways. I am 100% okay with that. Yep. Um, but where can listeners find you? Me? Yes. Oh, people want to listen to me? They want to follow me around? They want to know what I'm up to? My adventures and escapades? My wild antics? As a single bachelor swinging on to ABTS Brendan on Twitter. Yep, there we go. And how about you, Mark? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My name is Ayaka. All right. And listener, <laughs> if you enjoy our show, <laughs> that, uh, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. Uh, I personally Twitch stream every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. Um, give us an iTunes r- review if you get the chance. It'd really help us out. Uh, if it's good, we'll maybe read it on air. We haven't done that in a long ass fucking time. Um, we haven't gotten many reviews thing. a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then other than that, uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Tell some no, friends. No, no, don't don't that again. I have, I have an announcement. I oh, I remembered. God. I I found my Twitter that I made from a really long time ago. Oh, <laughs> is it the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Everyone, no. Twitter bomb well, the shit out of this it's, account. What it's is it? Not Brent. It's not that other one. But it's oh. it's um yeah. My name is Mark Choi. Uh, at Mark Mark Leet Hacks Law. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Um. See you no, next no, week, guys. God, God damn it. <laughs> Say it now and good. Doug can d- decide if he wants to add it in or not. Okay. Yeah, my, yes. my most recent tweet from uh, 
back in 2013 <laughs> was can the way it was e happening ever really suffice because you know I'll tear my armpit muscles in agony <laughs> and it has, it has two likes so. no that was a good call that was a good call <laughs> yeah, I think I off. cut I think I, I had a good yeah. stopping yeah that was a good idea <laughs> oh man <laughs>